My name is Jason Salomi and this is Perfection, an athlete's perspective. What's up people? Um, welcome to an episode of Perfection, an athlete's perspective. Uh, it's probably been a while since you heard this voice. Well, it would have been a week, but I'm coming back from a little hiatus, like I said uh, in my previous episode. Um, but today I've got a, a, a very special guest, someone I know personally uh, since university days. Um, he's played pretty much every sport under the sun, um, but specialised when he was younger in football, athletics and then American football. And as part of, in my opinion, the best, well, the most important Bucks team of all time. 19 game win streak, biggest win streak in Bucks history. It is Mr. Yemi, I just say a day again, AKA Stripes. Stripes, how you doing, man? Oh, my bro, I'm Gucci. How you, how you doing, my G? I'm good, man. Bro, quickly explain to the people why your nickname is Stripes, because I just find that <laughs> hilarious, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is a foot I cool. That story goes back to when I was playing rugby football at uni. So basically, when I had tryouts, this was first year uni, I played, I went to tryouts with my rugby socks from my, from my sixth form, and they were green and white. Yeah. So every training session, I wore these green and white striped socks. And, you know, being African, these white people can't pronounce my name. So straps. <laughs> and straps just has stuck since, I, I graduated in 2018. This is 2021. People still call me straps. Yeah. And that's just stuck. That's, that's hilarious, man. And, and what, the people outside of, like, football and stuff call you straps as well? Yeah, man. Like, everyone that plays sports at our uni called me straps. That's hilarious, man. I mean, I, I think it's it's a calm nickname. It suits you as well. I just find it, I just find it funny that because I remember the, the first time I came across you, they're talking about running back. Oh yeah, wait till Stripes gets here. I'm like, well, how's a guy's government named Stripes? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, man. But um, the reason I wanted to get you on the show, bro, is like, there's there's not many athletes that that have a platform um, or transition to building a platform and a brand for themselves. Um, and not many people like do it like as unique as you've done it. Like if you guys don't know, um, Stripes has uh, an Instagram account called at Yemi Lifts, uh, Y E M I Lifts, all one word. Um, and it's it's very very unique content, man. Like he offers advice, nutritional advice, some lifting content on there, and this guy's making cocktails as well, like legit cocktails, and you know giving recipes and stuff like that as well. Um, so I just wanted to like to reach out to you to find like how how you kind of got into that process and 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 how you're kind of finding that that right now, man. Is that cool? Yeah. Um. So basically, when I was at uni, I wanted to start a YouTube channel because mm-hmm. this was before YouTube proper kicked off. This maybe like 2016 around them times, and I just didn't do it. I don't know why I didn't do it. So um over the last year i started w- working with a couple people on podcasts and um as a social media manager mm. and i was and i thought to myself like you're doing this thing for other people you might, you've always wanted to do your thing so you might as well just do your thing mm. and for me lifting has always been it's been a part of my life since i was 16 so i'm nine years in now and um it's just what i do everyone asks me how i stay motivated i don't stay motivated it's just who i am it's what i do at this point mm. i've been an athlete since i was three years old so when I started my page, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to bring that perspective because I don't train to just look good. I train to perform. Yeah, and not God. a lot of people do that. Not a lot of people do it that way. They just kind of want to look good on a holiday. And it's like, you know, they're training. They're almost like on a bodybuilding schedule. So like almost like mm-hmm. an off season. And then, but that's not me. I just train year round to perform year round. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I started my page, I was like, I don't want to look at it as just, I'm a boring fitness guy who eats like chicken and broccoli and rice because that's not me. Like, I like to have fun. Yeah. Anyone like Jason, Jason will know. Like, I, I like to go out. I like to have yeah, fun. Man. <laughs> so <laughs> one thing I, I really enjoy is cocktails. It's just, I really, I like crafting. I'm a very creative person, which is why my content is the way it is. Um, so I thought, you know, I'm going to bring that side of it too. Cause that is to me, it's fitness alfaji. Like this life is to be enjoyed. So um, that's how I, how I approach my content. That's how I, it all came together. No, that's, that's sick, man. And you know, I, I like the, I like the fact that you're talking about, you know, you know, that's how, that's how you want your content to be perceived like fitness and life should be fun. And like, did you have any, any reservations about, you know, you know, I'm, I'm creating my own content now. Um, how are people going to like it? Or do you just think, you know what, I'm just going to put it out there and whatever? I was a bit reserved at first. I was like, boy, this is a big step for me because it it took a, it took me getting out of my comfort zone to just say, I'm going to put this content out, whether it's perfect or not, because I knew that it wasn't great at the beginning because mm. I'm still at the beginning. I'm only months in. Um, it'll be a year in November. So I knew that this content wasn't going to be great, but I just had to start. Like, there's a quote that I live by. Well, now that I live by, it's um, start before you think you're ready. I like and that. If you, if you're, especially if you make content, you're always in a state of progression. Even in sports, you're always in a state of progression. Mm-hmm. So you ha- you can't wait till the perfect time. So you just have to go. And that's mm-hmm. when I, that's what I did. I just thought, okay, well, opinions be damned. I'm just going to put it out, and I'm going to work at it while I'm putting it out and constantly improve. Definitely, man. And and have you found that people have reached out to you offering advice? Um, and, and how how have you how have you managed to take that and then move on? Yeah, um, a couple people have actually. Some some there's a guy who I know his name is Justin Arthur. Yeah, he makes food content. He's ba- he's basically a food a food filmmaker, mm-hmm. and he's he's on the come up. And he reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and was like, oh yeah, try this with your content, try that with your content. Some people give me cocktail ideas. Like, mm-hmm. um, I know a couple of people on my page who follow me who aren't. Are Muslim, so they can't drink alcohol, but they mm-hmm. want to try mocktails. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm gonna try that. This, this, that, and the other. You know. Um. So yeah, the people who are who have reached out, and it's actually really great to see people like, who like my content and mm-hmm. um want to engage with it. No, that's 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 sick, man. Like, I, it's one thing that I found as well. Like doing this is like the feeling you get when people like just like random people that you wouldn't even think might be listening to or or, or watching or viewing your stuff. They'd be like, oh, you know, I really like this, that, and the other. I'm like, wow, you you liked yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's such a it's such a weird feeling, man. Like it's like you something that you created literally come up with you know idea you wrote it down or whatever you planned it, and someone likes it. I don't know for some reason it always kind of surprises me, but I don't know. It's just something I think I've I've found. Um, I wanted to ask you as well, since you like you know started like creating content, you know, doing your thing, have you found like, like, what are the pitfalls? What are the things you've struggled with um, going forward? Um, staying fresh, like trying not to do the same thing over and over and over. Because as mm. much as I know, like I'm growing, and I, you know, there's gonna be some some boundaries as to what I can do for now. Mm-hmm. I don't want my content to feel stale, yeah. so I'm always trying to figure out, okay, how do I make this better? How do I make that better? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting into proper video editing now. It's like a huge learning curve for me. It's like I'm trying to learn this off YouTube. Shout out YouTube University. <laughs> and um, YouTube so University. that's part of that's part of it. It's just the huge learning curve for stuff that I've never actually done before. Yeah. And um 
also trying to convince my parents that yo this is a thing that i'm trying to do i'm trying to grow this because you know african parents are not going to say oh you, you do youtube ah, okay <laughs> you do, you're doing instagram that's why you're sitting at home and just doing instagram it's like, nah, nah, i'm actually i'm actually trying to build a brand mom <laughs> no i mean it's, it's tough as well like because this sort of thing is like you don't really get tangible returns like for a while you know but when you like yeah. when you do it's great you know it's re- it's really good but especially like you know the african parents like old school kind of thing like they don't understand that you know you can really be making money like off your phone or off your off your laptop or whatever for them it's just you know work. where's the office exactly there's not they, they, they're like there has to be an office it has to be physical it has to be in a physical building or going to somewhere um, so that that's definitely tough, man. That's something I think a lot of, especially like black and and people of other other cultures can definitely identify with. Um, you know, coming from coming from like being an athlete as well. Like back in the day, I, I don't know what it's like for you, but back in the day, like when I when I used to play football and stuff, man, I used to tell my mom, oh, "You want to be a football player?" She's like, "What? That's not a real job." <laughs> yeah, I remember having that conversation with my dad. This was year mm. eight. You know, I. I, year eight, I literally spent every day at school playing school, like um, after school curriculums, I was, it was sports. So I played football, basketball, badminton, rugby, I can't remember what the fifth day it was. But it was every day I was playing sports and my dad was like, you know, this is not going to take you nowhere. Like, you need to get your academics. And I'm like, I don't, like, yeah, I'm getting by in school and yeah, I'm good at science and stuff. But what I cared about was what I was doing after school, like my sports. Mm. And that's always been me. So I, I fully get that thing about African parents looking at you like, this is not going to take you nowhere. But to me, the way I see it, your, your passions are your passions for a reason. Mm-hmm. So you need to walk, like walk down that path, walk down, like figure out your purpose and walk down that path. You're going to find what, what's going to be your success. I like that, man. I think, I think that's sick. Like, part, you know, the, the big thing about, about this podcast is, you know, trying to strive for perfection and stuff like that. Um, and you know, not just in, in sports and performance, but like in life and, you know, per- perfect is, is so, <clears throat> so subjective. And like you say, like, you know, walk down your own path, you know, figure out what you like and go for it, man. Because honestly, the feeling of, of doing something that you really like is, is so fulfilling. Like, it just feels different. Like, it feels like you're not working, like, like doing stuff like this. Like, it feels like I'm just, just having a conversation. Like, it's, it's, it's it's really cool, man. I love it. And I like I like the way you, you put that so succinctly. Um, and you spoke about, you played a lot of sports when you were younger. When you were a kid, did you ever think about like, oh, I want to specialize in this sport? Or did, were you just like kind of going with the flow and just, just trying everything out? Oh, so when I was younger, I actually wanted to be an Olympian. Really? The Olympics, yeah. The Olympics are a very weird time for me. I, I'm always slightly jealous. <laughs> so I, I wanted to be an Olympian when I was young. I wanted to do athletics. Um, yeah, athletics. I wanted to be a sprinter. Oh, and I, I, I knew I had it. Like, I was running 11-6, about 16 years old. Woo! Yeah. So um, if I was going to... I knew if I was going to specialize in something, it would be that. Yeah. But um, I also did taekwondo and I, I fought in tournaments. I got silver in my first tournament. Right, man. Um, yeah, so I never... I'm, I've never really seen myself as like uh, a master or something. I'm a jack of I'm a jack of all trades and a master of some. Yeah, no, I like um, I like that man. Yeah, but if there were anything I would specialize in, it'd definitely be athletics for sure. 
So what what stopped you from pushing on and, and going to and going to be an Olympian? I lived in Naj at the time, so um, there, it's not exactly a developed sporting environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was tough for some knowing that you have a talent for something. But it's like there isn't there is no infrastructure to build it. It was really frustrating. Mm. And then you know my parents are professionals, so mm-hmm. there's no way they're gonna be like, oh yeah, no, I'm gonna spend money on my child to do athletics. <laughs> that won't run, man. <laughs> nah, it still ain't running. <laughs> nah, man. I mean, it's it's interesting, man, because. I've, like now, like Nigeria, like you know, their their Olympic team is 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 you know it's legit. Like you guys have got a lot of a lot of good athletes, man. Especially in in sprinting events. Um, yep, blessing divine. Yeah, Toby. Man. Like we got some we got some bad man sprinters for real, for real, real athletes, man. And but but I think as well, doing all that track stuff helped you. Must have helped you, like when it come, when it came to transition to American football. How did you find that transition? Um, steep learning curve at first. So, because mm-hmm. I played rugby, I thought, yeah, yeah, I can play running back. It must be easy. And then, you know, some a quarterback. Uh, who's my quarterback in the beginning? I think his name was Mike. Yeah. yeah. So he threw a ball out into the flat. I'm jumping in the air to catch it, and my coach is like, "If you jump in the air like that, you're gonna get killed." <laughs> and I'm thinking, why? And then that fam, Daz, do you remember Daz? Yeah, yeah, Daryl, that guy's a beast, fam. man. This man put his helmet in my chest and I couldn't breathe. And I was like, okay, I see why I shouldn't jump now. <laughs> but when you get me in the open field, I'm gone. Like, you're yeah, not catching man. me. I am dropping up, like, a drop quick shoulder. And, you know, but, um, yeah, it really did help. It helped a lot. Playing all those different sports, being able to react to things from taekwondo and um, being able to sprint, like, uh, from athletics and, you know, being able to absorb contact from rugby, mm-hmm. it all helped like merge must they all merge together with American football. I genuinely feel like American football made me the best athlete I've ever been in my life. Bro, I I definitely I can definitely empathize with you in that because everything like training wise, like performance training wise, American football, you don't even realise that as a kid, but it all it all calls back to different skills you learned growing up, you know, playing football and basketball, whatever, different movement patterns, you know, different motor skills that you learn. It all yep. it all links up um in, in American football. So, honestly, like last sort of two, three years has really opened my eyes. Like when I've been looking at studying training and stuff like that, like just how much, like it's even stuff like, for example, I played basketball a bit when I was younger. Stuff like playing defense and basketball is a direct correlation to man coverage. Like stuff like um, being a, a center back in football, which is where I played primarily, like doing zonal marking is literally the same as zone coverage. Like, and it's it's crazy. You just don't think, of, think about how these things are going to, impact you when you grow up man yeah same thing same thing with Taiwan. like you're reading and reacting to someone's movements i'm i'm then reading and reacting to a linebacker i can see if he's dropping his hips this way that i can cut that way and it's it's crazy it's like you don't realize that you're honing different skills and some even when you're training in the gym it's like you you're training in different ways different Mm. modalities Mm -hmm. so i remember when i was playing when i was playing at uni i started doing yoga because i realized that it helped my balance Yes, yeah, and if I had to, if I had to drop it, if I had to drop a hip real low, I need to I needed to have the mobility and stability in my hips to be able to drop real low to cut and things like that. And it was like yoga really helps. So it's every little thing that you're doing helps with this one sport. Definitely, man. And 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 you say you, you did taekwondo for a while. Like, what was that like for you? Like you know, being that that kind of athlete. 
Um, so I started that at three. That's the first sport I ever played. Crazy. And when did yeah, you, I that, when did you do that too? About year nine. So um, that's wow. what, like, how old, how old are you in year nine? 14, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah about that. So about 11 years. That's mad. And what was it like for you? Um, at first, I was, I was just a little kid just doing it. Mm. Um, I didn't, my dad put me in, I didn't understand why I just did it anyway. Actually, no, that's not the first sport. The first sport I did was gymnastics. Mad. So that's the second sport I did, yeah. Um, yeah, but I just, you know, I was just doing it, help, help my flexibility at the time. I was very, very flexible, yeah. very mobile. And it also, you, it makes you very calm because mm-hmm. you realize that you can't be too frazzled in a ring. If you're in a ring and you're panicking, you're, you're getting kicked out. Yeah, you're getting knocked out. Is is what it is. <laughs> so you have to center yourself and be calm in the situation, and um, be very precise and quick. That sounds exactly like playing running back. That's very interesting. Yeah. Did you did you did you find did you find that correlation when you played running back? Um. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. 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 Because playing running back is a very... I, I say you have to be a certain kind of crazy to play running back. You have to be 100%. a certain kind of crazy to play football in general, but running back is just... And there's no play where you don't end up on the ground, even if you're blocking. Uh-huh. Just, so you need to be able to take the pain and just say, okay, cool, I'm moving on. That's the thing. I've, I've always said, like, in football, I'll play any position except running back. I think that is the most dangerous position that you can play. Like just the beating that you guys take every play, someone's hitting you. Like it's crazy, man. It's absolutely, yeah. it's absolutely wild, man. Um, but real quick, like transitioning back to talking about um about your platform, did you find that being an athlete made you competitive when you took when like it goes into like building your platform? Like, did you find yourself okay, cool? How am I going to get to this, that, and the other? Or did you find yourself looking at numbers and stuff like that, or you more laid back? One thousand percent. I'm still looking at numbers now. Um, I'm looking. At, I'm looking at numbers. I'm looking at other people's play pages. I'm looking. At, I'm looking at other people's pages like a playbook. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, so this is what this person is doing. Like, I'm, I'm gonna take a little bit of that. Take a little bit of that. Um, this is how often they're posting. I'm literally like competing with people who are like on stage twenty. Which yeah, I know yeah. doesn't make any sense because I'm at stage one. Yeah. But that's where I'm seeing it's like, okay, cool. This person has done A, B, C, D. I need to get there. That's that's sick, man. Because. Like you know, being like being an athlete is being so competitive. Like it does impact other aspects of your life. You know, you you look at everything like through. It's it's a bit of a weird lens. Like okay, you know, I'm trying to optimize everything. Like, how do I how do I best get to a stage where I'm at this guy's stage or that guy's stage? And one thing I've I've noticed with your platform as well, I actually just looked at looked at it today. Cause I remember like maybe like a month ago you announced that you had like 500 followers, and now you got like almost 700. I'm thinking like you're you're growing like you're growing fast, man. Like that, like a lot faster than I've seen. You know, a lot of other people grow that sort of stuff. That's just a testament to your your dedication and your work, man. You know the funny thing, like a lot of people say I'm growing fast. To me, I'm not growing fast enough. <laughs> like I'm trying to think. I need to get to a thousand by the end of the year. Like how do I get there? I need to get this many followers a day. <laughs> it's funny. Do you like how how many like how? How long would you say you spend a day looking at that that sort of stuff, like like numbers and, and stuff like that? Um, I can't give you a time, but I know that I try not to spend too long on it because um, mm. another thing on my page is I try to be as transparent as I can. Some days I just I'm not feeling great, you know. So yeah. if I'm not feeling great, I'm not going to look at no numbers. I know it's going to make me feel like 
why am I doing this? People interacting, I'm only getting 30 something likes. Yeah. So I, I always try and be like, okay, cool. My mental health is, f- my, uh, my mental health is first, mm-hmm. then the numbers and, you know, because again, I'm trying to build a brand. This is a business for me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a creative, but I need to show everyone around me that I can make a career out of this. If I'm going to make a career, it has to generate some money. So there needs to be some facts and figures to go with it. But I can't let that, that can't be my guiding factor. I have to do this because I love it, mm-hmm. which is why I started it in the first place. But um, I try not to look at it too, too much, even though I say I look at it every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely tough, man, because, you know, obviously the, the goal, you know, the, the dream for everyone is to make money out of your passion. It's something that you enjoy. Um, but like, like like we said earlier, it's like it take it takes a long while. You know, it, it could take time. And you know, I'm I'm glad that you know you spoke about your mental health actually because one thing I think a lot of athletes are real, especially now. You know, with with um, with like like Simone and, and Naomi like coming out and and being honest about their mental health and you know putting their mental health first is like a lot of athletes. I've definitely found it oftentimes put their mental health second or third behind performance or you know nutrition or this that and the other next thing you know comes the game day and you're, you're just not feeling it like like you come to a tournament and that thing you've been neglecting for a while has 100 percent it's on top of you now it's here like the the monkey that was chasing you down the road is literally on your back and you know it's good to see and it's good to hear athletes take that kind of stuff seriously mental health because everyone goes through mental health struggles at some point like no one can escape it, man. Honestly, that that is fact. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people are talking about Naomi and Simone, but they're not the first people. Like we keep mm-hmm. forgetting that Michael Jordan retired halfway through his career. Yeah, that wasn't just. I mean, there's rumors it's gambling, but I, I guarantee his dad dying had something to do with that. Is it? You, you cannot perform as an athlete if you're not there mentally. It's impossible. Impossible, man. Completely impossible. Because you're. You can say you can compartmentalize as much as you want to, but if you're in the middle of a play and you know you're not feeling great, it's gonna show. 100%. The energy's not gonna be there. Your reads are gonna be late. Reaction time's gonna be slow. You know, depending on your sport, you might you know if your body on your head on in sync, that can be very dangerous. Hundred percent, man. I think that's what Simone spoke about, didn't she? She said like, yeah. She said like. I, I, when I was reading about it, like a, a gymnast, I think a teammate has wrote about it online what it's like. She said it's like you, you're like you lose yourself whilst being upside down. I was like, that's terrifying. That's crazy. Bam! And then you land on your neck and it's not like, what are going on now? Yeah, bro, like you literally, you literally at risk of like paralyzing yourself. I can't even, there's no, like, I've never done a sport. And that, that's something I think about when it comes to athleticism. Like, obviously, yeah, we're athletes. Like, when I look at these like gymnasts and like, the people that do the like the, that tumbling stuff, like the tumbling freestyles, I think to myself, like these people are real athletes. Like this is what they're they're like, like it's like Spider Man. Like that they're, they're like they're they're putting their bodies contorting in the air. Like people like divers as well. I look at like I think it's crazy. And and for her to to come out and admit that she was so she struggled with her mental health so much that she lost herself in the air. I I said, you know what? I like I have no. There's, I have no right to to judge her or or anything, you know, that she's that she's doing next in regards to her mental health because clearly, you know, this is something that's very serious, man. Like I don't get how people are, you know, talking about her and and you know getting onto her and stuff. I don't understand it personally. 
I think because like we look at athletes are like superhumans. Mm-hmm. So when they show that they're very, very normal people, we kind of, people are shocked. That's one. And then two, everyone thinks they can do what athletes do because, oh, sports isn't that hard. <laughs> okay. I, okay. It's, it's not that hard. Okay, cool. I dare you to deadlift 255 at 100 kilos. <laughs> it's like, it's something as simple as that. A lot of people don't know how to move their bodies properly, but want to say they can beat Serena Williams at tennis. Like, crazy, there's a lot crazy. of misogyny that goes into it. There's a lot of like just not appreciating the work that these athletes are putting themselves through year in, year out. It's it's crazy. You know, that's it's actually crazy. Like when you read, like especially now that I'm that I'm here, like playing in the pro league and stuff. Like sometimes, you know, I think you know what? Let me read the comments. Like you know, I I might look at like a, a post or whatever, and I read the comment. I think to myself like. Some of these people, like even at my level, some of these people have no idea what they're talking about. Like this stuff is like harm. The stuff you're saying is harmful. Like you're talking about people's families. Like you're saying, "Oh, this guy's trash. That guy's rubbish." Like it's, there's having an opinion and there's having like a, a level of like decency and respect for people, you know, and and, and their mental health. And you oh, see, we had the same thing. We had the yeah. same thing at uni. You'll forget we had the same experience at uni. Yeah, hundred percent. Never played our sport. Like, oh yeah, rugby's easier. You guys have padding. I'm like, bro, I don't think you understand the work that we start our season before uni starts. But way before uni starts. <laughs> you man, you man, you know, picking your teams at, at fucking uh, what's it called? Sorry, am I allowed to swear? I mean, it's cool. I don't mind. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, you lot are picking your fucking team at, at Freshers Fair. We start our preseason in the summer. Bro, for real. <laughs> We don't even have an off season because we're during the summer we're playing football. Yeah, you know, we're in the gym, and then freshers' fair starts with teaching youngers how to play who've never played before. Yeah, and then you know people want to be like, "Oh, it's easy. It's very easy to play American football." No, it's not, bro. It's really not. Now that's at an amateur level. Yeah, man, and 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 the thing is as well, like amateur is only it's only amateur because we're not getting paid. Like when when you think about amateur football, I mean, I mean only until recently. NCAA football is considered amateur football. Do you know what I'm saying? So, but it generates millions. Exactly, exactly, and 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 you know, like sports, like there are some sports obviously that that have similar off season to us in terms of longevity, but like to play American football year round, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I would never do that again. That that was tough, man. Like explaining it to to the guys that I played, like the American guys that I played, they're playing football in the winter and then the summer and then back to the winter again, back to summer again, back to winter, back to summer for three years straight. Like it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's very, very tough. And re- when you look at how American football is structured, it's not meant to be a year round sport at all. Like it's so, there, there's so much power output. Like you're meant to have that three, four months of just rest and just getting your body right. But you know, it's tough, man. But I think it, it does make you a very different kind of athlete because like, to be able to sustain that power for such a long time mm. with very minimal rest. And when I say rest, I don't mean like a night's sleep. I mean, to actually let your body stop and recover because yeah. there's a difference between rest and recovery. For sure. For recovery sure. is a very deliberate thing. For sure. And um, so because American football players in the UK don't get that recovery period, it's like, wow. I don't think we actually take the time to stop and think about how amazing American football players in the UK are. We're unique, man. We're very, very unique. And a lot of a lot Shout of, out Medi. A shout out Medi. 
Yeah, man. Shout out already, man. Uh, but yeah, we're definitely unique. Um, and a lot of people out here, like in, in Europe and you know the pro leagues of Europe, are starting to really take a look at, at UK players for sure, man. And that's it's it's, it's only it's only going to pay dividends going forward, man. Um, but uh, real quick, like Yemi lifts. Where do you see that going? Like, what's your long term plan for that for the for your platform? Um, so Yemi lifts is me as a gateway. Um, I want to make that a brand. I want to make some. I want to make merch at some point, but that's like phase one of a much bigger plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to own a media production company at some point. Um, oh, wow. I want to okay. own a, yeah. And I want to, I want to own an influencer agency. So, well, content creator agency because yeah, yeah, yeah. content creators deserve to be paid because they're putting sure. a lot of work. They, they put in hours and hours of, of hours of work to make content that a lot of people are just enjoying for free. Like when people were complaining about pay, um, paying for blue therapy, I got really pissed off. Mm. I was like, you guys have sat here for weeks enjoying this thing for free. And they asked you to pay a little bit, a little money for what, two episodes and you lot are complaining. Nah, these people deserve to be paid. 100% man. 100%. So um, yeah, that's, that's my gateway. It's like, if I can do this for myself, mm. then I can convince other people to let me do this for them. And, um, practice my skills to the point where i can now have my own media production company and be making content full-time yeah man that that sounds beautiful man that that honestly i've never heard i've never really i don't really know of any athletes i can think of off the top of my head it might be a couple but that have their own like media production company the only one i can think of was maybe brandon marshall but uh brandon marshall i think lebron james got uninterrupted as well yeah cool yeah yeah lebron james as well but that is like that's so unique for like for someone in 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 our space of like being a UK athlete because we we're not really, I feel like American athletes are almost like encouraged more to be more outspoken. We're not really we're not really outspoken like that. So I think it's really cool um, that that that's your your long term goal. And yeah, man, athletes got stories. We need to our stories deserve to be told too. Hundred percent, man. Not just the BT YouTubers. Athletes deserve stories too. Hundred percent, man. Definitely, man. And if you had any advice for a young athlete or any athlete looking to to start to to brand themselves and and create a platform for themselves, what would it be? You're a very unique person to begin with. Your story is unique because not a lot of people are are as dedicated to a craft as you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about how often you wait. No one has to wake you up to go training. You just yeah, do it. You just go. So document that. It's your story. Is your story. Your story deserves to be told. As, as much of the story as you're comfortable with, because not not all of your story should be told to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you deserve some, have some discernment mm-hmm. and know what you're comfortable with telling. But um, yeah, document yourself. You are your own brand. There's nothing wrong with treating yourself as a brand. Like, you know, um, even because my, my background and my degree is in digital, it was in business management and digital media marketing. Mm-hmm. So they, like brands are looking at creators as brands in and of themselves mm. you know you have your own following you have your own inherent meaning and things like that so treat mm-hmm. yourself that way treat yourself as a brand with meaning treat yourself as a brand with following mm-hmm. things like that. even if you only have i only have 600 or something followers right now mm. that's still 600 something if i put 600 something people in a room that's a lot of people all, that's a lot of people that's a lot of people so think about it that way like you are a person with a following so you know you learn to, to leverage your following leverage your story leverage your your but also remember that you have a responsibility because you have a story because you have a following don't be out here acting stupid mm-hmm. don't be out here 
just saying whatever and doing whatever and thinking, oh, it doesn't matter. It definitely does matter because mm-hmm. you are, as you keep, as you're growing, you're building a story about yourself. So think about that too. I love that, man. That's honestly, that's re- for anyone listening. That's very, very solid advice, man. And and also as well, don't forget, like for young athletes, it's never too early to start, man. Never too early to never too early or never too late. You know, I see I see one uh, young athlete on Twitter that I know talking about. Oh, I would I would love my own platform, like I am athlete one day. And and one of my coaches like just start now then. Like, just you know, start. Just start. You might as well like you know you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Honestly. Just start, man. We all sat in, we all sat in, a, in, a, in our houses in, in a lockdown and that's kind of what started for a lot of people, just having that time. 100%, man. Just start it. Definitely, man. Nah, man. You have to start before you think you're ready, man. For, no, honestly, that's it, man. And I, I appreciate I appreciate the advice you've given, man, and the conversation you've had. Honestly, this has been really enlightening. And for me as well, you've actually inspired me to, I've, I've got a little idea about something. Um, going forward I've been thinking about it for a while but you've, been, you've inspired me to to really start to put it into action um, but yeah man I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and, and talking about how you got started and everything we spoke about today man it really means a lot yeah name tag bro I'm a, I, I want to be back man when I'm, when I'm like a you know, good thousand couple <laughs> followers and I've got a little brand coming little product <laughs> launch <laughs> No, definitely, man. Definitely, man. Hopefully by then I might even be in a studio. I might be able to do it live or something. Um, yeah, that, man. Yeah, that, that's 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 the goal, man. Hundred percent. But yeah, people, man, you can find you can find stripes um, on his on his um, his big brand, his soon to be big brand at Yemi Lifts. That's uh, Y E M I Lifts, all one word. Um, have you got anything else that you want to quickly plug, bro? Um, yes, yeah, it's on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Yeah, we started the YouTube now. It's not great, but we're starting before we're ready. <laughs> and um, yeah, just follow me on all the platforms, man. And follow you know, I, I plug other creators on my platform as well. So if you follow me on one, you're going to see other people too. Yes, sir. Follow him, people, man. Follow him, bro. It's been, it's been a pleasure, guys. If you're listening on YouTube, please like and subscribe. If you're uh, listen on Spotify, share it with your friends, Apple Music, please leave a review, please. Someone actually left me a five-star review. I don't know who it was, but I respect that. That means a lot. But yeah, guys. Uh, yeah, man, you're a five-star general. My captain, my captain. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Uh, guys, it's been a pleasure and I'll see you next time.